Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Before we begin, gotta pay those bills. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cartoonist kayfabe, where you can join and see these videos early. You can participate in the recording sessions. You can give us some tips for great guests that we have coming up and uh, just have a little bit more insight to the cartoonist kayfabe hive mind, so to speak, and get behind the scenes a little bit. Also, we are working cartoonists. Hulk, Grand Design, Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, and Princess of Poverty, and The Plain Janes are my latest books. You see them all here. If they're not on your shelf already, add them. Ed Piscor's Red Room, Trigger Warnings, and Antisocial Network out already. Crypto Killers, Issues 1 and 2, available now for pre-order wherever you buy comic books. Hip Hop Family Tree, X-Men Grand Design, and WYSIWYG round out his collection of books. So again, want to keep Cartoonist Kayfabe coming at you, the best way to do it is to buy our books. So, Ed, today we are going to take a look at probably Top Cow's most popular comic book. Is that how you would think of Witchblade? We get the comic industry that we deserve, and uh, some of that is incumbent upon the readership, Jim. And a lot of people, yes, you're, to answer your question in a long way, yes, a lot of people bought Witchblade, and it uh, created a bunch of uh, clones of this stuff, sort of thing. Whenever this stuff comes on, and it's probably like 95, I believe, yeah. 90, 95 around that time, I am basically out on Wizard. I am out on Image. You know, I've oh, worked yeah. through my Marvel DC and, uh, and Image stuff, and it's not totally like a, uh, a blank to me but it wasn't something I was participating in. I didn't buy Witchblade at the time. I would see it, you know, maybe occasionally through maybe an ad in another image comic like Savage Dragon or something, but it wasn't something that was really uh, on my radar. And when I look back, to me, this is when Mark Silvestri and Top Cow really assert themselves as legitimate studio at image. They start to have books that don't look like, uh, you know, Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld. And I think it's like Witchblade and Darkness. And I did buy Darkness, you know, because it was that same thing. Like, this had created buzz. And at that point, I saw it at my local comic shop and was like, all right, let's see what's going on. I liked Mark Silvestri still, you know, check it out. But it feels like at this point, this is Mark Silvestri and Top Cow. Yeah, sure, man. Uh, when Whenever they formed Image, the Cyber Force stuff is the last crap that I, that I got my hands on. Um, and then... You know, that's written by one of the luckiest men in comics, Eric Silvestri. Uh, so as a reading experience, it's nothing. Uh, but yeah, sure. You know, he established a lot of popularity. And, and you know, like, I think I think uh, maybe Rob was sour on Wizard at that point. I don't think McFarlane was talking with them that much. So uh, Silvestri was the bell of the ball for Wizard Magazine at that at that moment and, and would get a lot of shine because that's basically what it was. Like if Wizard kind of anointed you, you sold a lot. And Wizard gave it a lot of face time. We'll be getting there uh, yes. in, in our, in our well, Wizard coverage. We were coverage. there. The last Wizard had Witchblade in it. Oh, did it? And, uh, and that's part of what put this on my radar. And so this is Cyblade She. This is the first appearance officially of Witchblade. And uh, it's just for a couple of pages, you know, not a, not a big character in this book per se but a first appearance and the reason i say that i make note of that you're talking to a self-publisher billy tucci here if yeah. you're mark silvestri you know they, they both did it produced an issue of this crossover um the other one's really interesting because it has like all these independent comic characters this is the other half right and so they've got like cerebus ash milk and cheese uh scud tyrant bizarre heroes 
all appearing in there. You know, it's Battle of Independence. But it makes me think, shortly after this, I believe Mark Silvestri leaves Image briefly. Right. And it's that dust-up with Rob Liefeld who ultimately ends up leaving, and then Silvestri comes back. And we can talk about that, because it, it's, it's a Michael Turner thing. Uh, Silvestri says it on the Image Revolution documentary. Uh, Rob Liefeld called up Top Cow, said, uh, you know, is Michael Turner there? <laughs> when it do- Turner. Dude, it's to- dude, it's Goldie the Mac and like Pretty Tony. For, you know what I mean? It's like, yo, I want Michael Turner. Like, I will give you whatever you want. And then Silvestri gets on the phone, says, Do you know who this is? This is Mark motherfucking Silvestri. That is a direct quote. He's like on the like, with his soul patch and, and his like uh yeah, anyhow. Um and and he was like that's what sort of you know got got the got the ball in motion for there to be a dust up. Well, you also mentioned, like, Liefeld maybe falling out with Wizard. I don't know how Jim Lee was with Wizard. I don't know if he ever fell out. But I do think Silvestri takes a more assertive role. And I do think that comes from talking to these indie publishers and figuring out, like, how do I make Top Top Cow this upper echelon studio, publisher, imprint, whatever the case may be? It seems like Silvestri changes course. Oh, absolutely. You know, from the beginning, when Cyberforce comes up, there's an article in Wizard we looked at. He's got a flannel shirt on. He's this, he looks very, he looks like he could be like uh, Turner on uh, Full House or something, like a dad character. And it changes. You know, I think it's very deliberate from a business standpoint. And I always find that interesting when it happens. But I do think it's probably what he's learning around comics. And, you know, having Rob Liefeld call him Poach, your, your top guy. That, that might be one of those lessons. Um, this is the original cover. So I have like a, I just picked this up at a, at a local comic shop. It's a collection of like the first, I don't know, six issues or so, Witchblade. They had collected editions. Remember whenever they used to do that, like instead of a second printing, you would get the collected edition and it'd be like a 48 pager of issue one and two together. And a lot of the image books, there must've been a trend at the time, something they saw value in. So this is called the collected edition and it's basically all those reprints put together. But this is your Witchblade one cover. And I thought I would, you know, I'm sure a lot of our viewers remember this one fondly. You certainly saw it in Wizard Magazine enough. Yeah. So we'll go through this first issue and uh, this is my first time reading it this week. You can see here are your your credits and Michael Turner again the big one that stands out to me I think he went on I think this is pretty early in his career I think he went on to have a pretty distinguished career and uh, developed quite a bit as an artist created his own studio you know became became a sort of a top talent died very young yeah uh, I think cancer unfortunately but that studio might even continue to exist which is wild to me you to see, think of how many publishers go under you see Fathom Comics uh, st- still being produced and things and and. You know, at the turn of the uh, new millennium, uh, when I was when I was at art school, all my fellow students talking mad shit on Todd McFarlane, Rob Layfield, sucking Mike Turner cock uh, on that. Like, and, and I'm just like, it's no different. It's like they're all, it's all the same. Like, right. this is a new flash in the pan guy. Uh, it's go got all the same rough edges. Reading this made me think about those weird like bloodshot, not bloodshot, but like um, you know, those like weird lightning comics. Yeah. Uh, what what's the blood? I forget what the blood joint is, bloodstorm or something. Yeah, I feel like I'm letting down the audience by not pulling that out. The the difference between that like that level of indie comic and this level really is in a little bit of the artwork. You know, the artwork is just a little bit better than that stuff, but the coloring department is more advanced than uh, the bleeding edge of like the lightning comics kind of thing. Because this is a trash comic. A lot of words on these pages. Uh, the writing is just 
ri completely ridiculous and it's totally that era of 90s comics and and it's still and it still exists like that to 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 some extent where we're going to do this comic this this character whatever her name is she's a uh, she's a police and uh you know that the writers did no research at all into like the inner workings of police work oh, or yeah. anything yeah yeah this is not uh it's, <laughs> yeah this is not bendis doing a ride along to to write his uh crime comics it's like the local police yes yeah, no. so <laughs> it's it's as fucking malibu fucking superficial as you can possibly be it's like the, the like the tnt kind of police drama it's not even like it's it that's is, what it becomes too this I mean, is like, total, i think they're even aiming that direction a 10 year old wrote this like <laughs> it's it's that level of discourse um it's and this is how you get on your uh wizard top 10 right there i know and and you know that's the thing too because I mean, look it's, at that spread like like it is such and it's not even that good like oh no it's 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 bad drawing like that's not but sexy. are you writing the bad girl are you building the bad girl trend or have you recognized it and go hey we're gonna sell some bad girl comics because right. this feels like this is your bad girl 101 how, how to do it kind of lesson yeah but man a lot of and, and everybody wearing their tarantino on their sleeves at the time be yeah, a big time even the guy with the kufi kind of joint like that that kind of is the gary oldman true romance drug dealer guy yeah no doubt always got to appreciate whenever I have to turn the book sideways. I it's know. a very popular trend. And in it's just 90s so funny because like there's nothing like that's not even really a human. No, not at all. But that that's kind of part of that trend too. I feel like that is the image style, right? You know, it's it's uh 14 heads tall figures, 16 head tall figures. It, uh, it feels not, like that part fits in yeah, pretty, pretty I'm, well. Yeah, and I'm not even talking from any kind of like feminist perspective man like i'm just saying that that is some that it does not look like a human being it's not far from uh like that everett hart so shit where they, they would get like a, a titty skinamax chick to do like the naked cover but then there would be the interior this this comic is no different than that like the only difference is the coloring department had a couple of years to play and figure out how to like use radial blurs a little better you know the difference too is we just don't see much Witchblade. We get like one Witchblade money shot. It made me wonder like if you go further into the series, does it get more fun? Like that, does it become like Witchblade all the time and then it's like crazy visuals? That's the other piece. Like we saw the cover. The second you see this chick, you know she's gonna be the thing. So like just do it. Yeah, it, it's so frustrating Look to at me. That thing. This is this is incredible. Like the nineties, the nineties coloring. I mean, man, anybody that wasn't there the first time through. I bet you this stuff has been recolored for like new collections. That wouldn't surprise me. Because yeah, so I know they do that sometimes. It'd be like reworking special effects or, or re-rendering, you know, Toy Story or something right. with uh, today's technology. But it's so, I mean, this stuff burnt into my brain. And if you were a fan of like Frank Miller's Daredevil, for example, you know, seeing this was like, it's, it's a different thing. It's not even comics. No. I was so angry at this era of comics at the time. Also, like it, it's an abuse of um, it's it's everything that all like great writers say is like. It's way better to, don't tell me that you're a good guy or a bad guy. Just like show it, and we had the guy up front who's the main bad guy who's out of central casting and got like an object that he can't wait to fuck with. We got this cop chick out of central casting. Uh, she, the one bit of pathos is that she wanted to be a cop since she was born. Yeah, like that's original. Once again, man, we get the comics industry that that we deserve, and uh, it ultimately falls on to the people who vote with their dollar bill. And hey, uh, a lot of people bought this. Look at this for a visual. We're we're bending this figure a lot, right? And yeah. she's shooting back behind her. 
you could have had this thing shooting basically right into the knee instead of off the page without really distorting anything beyond what's already there. Right, yeah, because it could have been in that hand. Yeah, you could have twisted her a little bit more. You could have moved the hand up slightly. It could have just moved the gun. It could have been this hand, and it's pointing to it. Yeah, a lot of setup. A lot of setup. There, there, there's so much set up too. Like this whole thing is that they're going to have some event at this old theater, so we get history of this theater. It's all, it's awful. Is anybody buying Witchblade to hear about some some old theater that hasn't been open in fifty years that they're opening up for this event? This guy's got to be patterned after somebody, right? <laughs> I just don't know. I feel man. like that's somebody's uncle or something, because he's one of the few characters in here that doesn't have this like generic character look. Yeah. You know, I don't think these two are patterned after anyone, but this is somebody's uncle or dad or guy down the street. Okay. Here's the part I was talking about off cam, Jimmy. We got three captions here, right? Caption one, the guy with the cigarette rolled up his sleeve, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's my boss, Lieutenant Joe, whatever the fuck. I'm seeing it at a weird angle. I can't read it. So that looks like sleeve rolled up. That's the boss. Three captions later, calls him the chief. He's the chief and all. So they don't even know that level like I, like i googled to see if is a lieutenant a chief it's like no the chief is an appointed position unto itself it's a top dog it's it's you're voted in to that position and that is all the duties that you do now i understand i have the benefits of google now but i bet you could probably like i don't know even go down the street to to the cop shop and like just ask that question can a chief be a lieutenant like that's what I'm saying. These people are, they're idiots. These writers are <laughs> fucking stupid. And, and, and by the way, like, I get it. Like we, we get paid to do this job and stuff like it, but you couldn't pay me enough to, to, to read issue two. Oh man. That's whenever I assume it kicks into high gear. Cause there's not Cause a that's lot a smart of, move. Cause there's not a lot of high gear in this first issue. That's a smart move. huh? <laughs> Seeing more of the, uh, rebuilding this, this theater. How much does this dude look like Supreme? supreme or cable or uh, or like there's a guy in um the the pit i mean the uh, prophet comics that looks like that there's a serial killer that kills people and then poses them like this that's what's going on there yeah she's supposed to be burnt up top that's what the black is really yeah it says something in the cabinet like look at your thumb she was burned from the inside out kind of like a microwave oven that's weird that's a weird visual yeah it just looks like shadow yeah that's what i assume and here's our Rialto theater that uh, suddenly, not suspicious at all, this theater's been closed for 50 years and now suddenly it's lit up and people are showing up in tuxes. Right. Nothing to see here. And what are they there for? The Witchblade. Hey, um... Should count the amount of pages we get we, until we get seriously. to the, the Witchblade. Um, there was a, uh, I remember going to Pittsburgh Comic Con one year mm -hmm. and there were some like top cow inkers there mm -hmm. and they were inking because, you know, yeah. there wasn't a big line for them. And they're inking with nibs and dude, it was about the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Where it's that Scott Williams, like perfect, thick to thin lines, perfect, smooth arcs. And just watching them do it, it was almost hypnotic. It's such a uh, strange skill in a way. It's cool very specialized. Yeah, yeah, because I, re I remember seeing dudes at Pittsburgh Comic Con doing the Scott Williams thing, but they were using French curves and like oh, wow. fine liners to get the thick and thins on like a big thigh. Yeah, and this shit dude like had a nib and was like. Pretty impressive. Although I don't, Who there was, was it? nobody was it, there. Was it Bat? Was it Joe Weems? You know, I don't think it was Bat. I don't even think it was Joe Weems. I think it was a little bit lower down on the credits list. But it might have been one of those guys. It's was been it a long D -tron? time, man. It would have been like 1995 or something. 
It's quite a while. He might have been Detron. <laughs> might, might have been. <laughs> but he was a superstar here. So uh, our, our Witchblade, future Witchblade's partner gets grabbed. He was supposed to just be out in the parking lot while she goes in and investigates. So pretty, pretty weak uh, partner to begin with. She goes in and gets shot saving him. And then, of course, the Witchblade finds her body and turns her into Witchblade. You know, I didn't see that coming. No? No. <laughs> You probably had given up hope by then, because I think we're on about page 25. And there is your uh, your first glimpse of the Witchblade superpower, and here we go. Let's criticize color theory. Let's do it. Let's put some red and orange fire effect on top of a red background. <laughs> Could we can't... What, how about that? Let's just close the book. Then no one will see it. Why? 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 Yeah, the, I mean, the, it was just that period where, like, it's technical people... Not really artists, but yeah. But each studio had their guy. Like, and I don't know who the guy was for Top Cow. Like, you had Joe Chiodo, who would be like Wild Stormcat. You would have Kiko Taganashi. Steve Olive is like the Grand Pooba of them all. Do you know Jonathan D. Smith? That's not a name that I know. No. Computer. Oh, Nate Cabrera. Shouts to, shouts to uh, Nate Cabrera, who hooked me up with uh, Takashi Okazaki to to uh, get to know him, the Afro Samurai dude, and. We have a shoot interview on, on the hook. Shouts to Nate. How do you know Nate? Uh, just Instagram. Is he, he, he still around? Out. Is he active? He draws, top, man. Top yeah, he draws. And he got a lot of Xeroxes. Hey, Nate, send those Xeroxes, man. You got to do an episode on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds compelling. Yeah. Um, so that's basically, there you go, the beginning. This is where issue one ends. Let's <laughs> see not get distracted by future issues. But that's all you get from, from Witchblade, you know? And I, I get it, it's an issue one, but at the same time, like, I don't know. There's there's a lot of backstory and build up there that, do we care about the backstory very much? Right. Like, we just want this this vengeful cop with a cyborg demon arm, whatever this is. Yeah, it's a cool visual. Like, like it's a visual that you could imagine could be a million-selling Shonen Jump kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's pretty neat stuff and as I said, you know, this is this is your first issue. I don't know why that cover is buried so far back. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Uh still early in the in the TPB game. You know, still figuring stuff out there. Um see, this is what I think sells this this uh character, this book. You know, it's the promise of like, okay, now we're getting to see this weird like symbiotic thing on top of her. You know, I just recently was acquainted with there is a brand, like, there is a chick kind of porn that is all about, it's from Japan, and it's all about, like, the clothes that you wear, like, doing things to you. And uh, I think I think there might be a little something about, uh, of that. Like, that, you, when you put it that way, and I'm seeing that the clothes are growing and shit. Right. There might be a little of that kink to it. See, there's your collected editions that I was talking about. So... I don't know. Michael Turner would be my my main things here so far, and um, but yeah. it was a huge book. I yeah, mean, yeah, you know, it was, it was a mean, TV show. It's been I've seen like the mangas and stuff for it. You know, um, there's a Darwin Cook did an animated style version of this. Yeah, I look have. at that. So may not be the last time we we show <laughs> off Witchblade on this channel. Hey, listen, man, I'm all uh, for tickling the algorithm every now and then. Uh, if uh, in a book like this. Uh, we'll do just that. So it, it served its function. There. That's that's uh, that's the money shot, I think, from this book. I don't know what issue this was in, but I feel like that's what you're really coming for. No pun intended. 
<laughs> Let's get out of here, man. 20 minutes is enough. Kayfabers, hit the Patreon. You're watching us live stream this recording session uh, if you are at the King Kayfaber level and you're getting all the videos ahead of time. Like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, grab our books, man. I have uh, Red Room Crypto Killers issue one and two being solicited right now. Two trade paperbacks of that out there in the wild. Uh, four volumes, Hip Hop Family Tree celebrating its 10th year anniversary. Three volumes, X-Men Grand Design and uh, WYSIWYG. You'll find out there, man. Jimmy, what books you got? I have Hulk Grand Design, Street Angel Princess of Poverty, Street Angel Deadly Scroll Live, and The Plain Janes. You can get any of those at your local bookstore or comic book store. You can also join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see lots more of my art and process. You can download out of print zines and mini comics and you can see what I am working on next. Yes, and I'm serializing all the Red Room stuff on uh, my Patreon before it hits paper. Hit my link tree in the description below. You'll get to all, all those destinations. But Jimmy, tell the people what else we have out there that they can uh, support the channel with. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, mugs, stickers, and lots more at our spread shop. That link is also below this video. Give them those marching orders, James. Read more comics.